0: Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteens.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 83, of the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And
1: I'm your co-host, Fonny ABDL.
2: And with us is the one, the only... Socks Cat! You might know me as Rainbow Socks, Rainbow Sammy, Rainbow Cat. All of them have rainbow in them. If you type in those words, you'll probably find me either on Twitter or co-host when I'm, you know, allowed to post there.
0: The baby fur icon themselves. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you?
2: I am doing all right. I... Do not have to work on Black Friday this year for the first time Ooh. in like seven years. Love Hell that. yeah. Love that journey for you. Uh Fonny. How about you? How are you doing? Hello.
1: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, had a very restful weekend. I'm good to go. And how about you? Anything new in the uh, Starshine household?
0: Well, I just uh, went through what we in the industry called registering for classes for the upcoming semester. So that was, yeah, that was today's adventure. Uh, I got all my classes. I got all the sections I wanted, got all the professors I wanted. So that is fantastic.
2: Did you get any math classes? No, I am done with math. Well, then I'm disappointed because I have a math degree. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I finished all of my math. I finished my college calculus uh, when I got my Associate of Arts many years ago. Uh, Excellent. I think I'll only need to do stats for my degree, maybe. Although my uh, quantitative methods in psych research may cover that that's a question for my academic advisor, <laughs> but yeah, so that, uh, that and RuneScape was down today. Big sad about that, but you know, that mm. that's, that is what it is as it were, but we're not here to talk about that. We're, we're here to do a show and by golly, by George, don't you know that we have a Patreon? Uh, and funny about that Patreon. How's about that Patreon? eh? uh, You did such a good job with it last week. I was actually going to ask if you wanted to do it again this (laughs) week. I'm not being selfish. Like, my voice is better. I just really liked how you did it. Is that cool?
1: Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm a professional reader of things. Wonderful.
0: By all means, (laughs) take it away.
1: Okay. Uh, On the Patreon, we have many wonderful patrons. And uh, here's the the full exhaustive list as of right now. And you yourself could be part of this list if you sign up for jazzy's patreon uh in the one dollar vanilla tier currently which gets you a username shout out on the show we've got casa danielle darlene Lattle, gosh cheeks manic pixie panda nabby red panda raystar and red in the five dollar Kingster tier which uh gets you a username shout out and access to the photo channel on the dear jazzy uh, discord channel we've got baby alexi chels lindsey lux meerkat ragtime retro Skywalker ranch the starling family and stitch lit in the $10 just tier, that also gets you an extended shout-out and a video channel uh, access on the server. We get uh, Luna, Maya Chuk, Neo-Cryptid, Pandagoran, and Silky. In the $15 Sinner tier, which adds co-directorial input on... Uh, that's videos, right?
0: Uh, yes. Also just like the stuff that we make in general.
1: Okay. Co-directorial Co-director- input on... Things and stuff. We've um, got thanks. Kithy and Koneku. <laughs> koneku who says, bao. If you and want then, to be
0: the little birdie that whispers in my ear, there you go.
1: Get that power. Go be the girl boss of your own dreams. Go be <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the dear Jazzy Patreon. Be a girl boss. <laughs> God
1: damn! Oh, thank you. But we're not done yet. We've also got the twenty dollars deviant uh, tier that gets uh, your name written on Jazzy's body for planned sexy content. We have Ao who writes, "The baby baby's ends can be attained only by the forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions, particularly bedtime." We've got Brya who says, "Drink water, pee pants." We've got Daddy Gray, who says, remember to practice safe text and proofread before sending. We've got Juicebox, Spade, Jess. Kat says, public service announcement. P is stored in the balls. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> we've got Let's Call Me Joe, who says, happy random Thursday to the Starshine and Fonny households. Uh, we've also got Lupin Personelius, who says, back to functioning. Pope Felix, Sluggy, Soup, and Summer, who says, stay well
0: why thank you why thank you and thank you everyone for subscribing it really does uh help out the show like a lot especially now that i'm going back to college and everything huge huge help so thank you so much for like all of the assistance and all the love It, it means a lot uh with the patreon out of the way thank you again for reading that we have oh shit djn wdjn it's the news uh, the news this week, uh, there's not a whole lot, uh, but being a, uh, a member of the queer community who has a voice, I would, it would be, uh, irresp- un- irresponsible, irresponsible, unresponsible, irresponsible of me not to acknowledge, uh, the events that occurred over the weekend. I'm not going to name them all specifically, but since this show is primarily like extremely queer in its audience, I hope that, um, I hope that you can like, I hope that we can provide a, like at least a temporary refuge from the 24 hour news cycle. Like you can like come here, listen to us and just like, just be here with us in the moment and just be present and just like be able to like process all of the, very heavy emotions for everything that went down over the weekend uh hopefully you can feel safe to just be with us here for a little bit that's what we hope to provide uh that being said we are an advice show and we have none other than the wonderful and famous socks here to help us with the questions which thank you again for coming on the show
2: Yeah, absolutely. I am always happy to give advice or just kind of babble about stuff.
0: That is exactly what we like to do here. It's funny because people are like, oh, I talked too long. It's just like you realize that's good content, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's like literally good content. All right. Uh, First question, who wants to read it?
2: I do not uh... actually have it pulled up. At the moment, let me get it pulled Gasp. up. I'm sorry. I know. Gasp.
1: All right. In the meantime, let me uh, let me dig right into this one. Uh, where did this one come from? Um,
0: To my Twitter DMs, I think. Yes. All right. Yes. Twitter DMs.
1: Okie dokie. Uh, and it reads with all the dot 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 less than proper edict. Some men have shown in this community as to portray us as creeps. How does one stand out that is trying to find a partner? I have made attempts on Fet Life to no success as of now, and it's starting to get to me. I am very much a people person, and being alone sucks. Uh, this is from Tavian94 pronouns he, him.
0: Yeah, uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're not kidding at all. Um, it definitely is like a thing, not only just in uh, the ABDL diaspora, but also. I feel like I didn't use the term diaspora correctly. So I'm just going to say community. I've been throwing around SAT words a lot lately (laughs) (laughs) in the community. Uh, there definitely is a, we definitely have our, our, um, our internal community, like preconceived notions of you are X identity. You are Y, uh, Y trait, which is, you know that that is how unconscious bias works in human society. Um, I think when it comes to and and this is the same if I said give someone who is totally vanilla is uh, uh, cisgender uh, heterosexual. Just like uh, I don't want to assume that you are both cis and het, but like you know, just like your run of the mill like i don't want to say average because that's very othering you know a a cis hat uh guy not in the kink community who's having trouble with like oh yeah men are have these like structural patriarchal issues that exude elsewhere all around them so it's like yeah i definitely hear that and i think the best way to kind of circumvent that it's just by existing in a space without, you know, by actively not exuding that energy and trying to be like incredibly conscious of like the vibes you give out. I know that that is like true for me as like uh, as a non-binary femme person, the uh, the male friends that I hang out with, none of them have that type of like swagger, that bravado, that vibe that you're describing here. And that's who I choose to keep around. And when I um, when me and Gray uh, met, you know, he gave off this really, really like good energy, this very like, you know, energy that is not that is exactly opposite of what uh, you're, you're putting down here. So I think like just existing as like your true self and not trying to like put on any airs, just like stripping it all back being vulnerable being in touch with your emotions and emotionally intelligent and allowing the give and take in conversation that though all those things go such a long way when it comes to uh meeting partners in the community and out of the community uh talking stick
2: i want to add on to that a little bit i've kind of got Two pieces of advice, one specifically about kind of building off what Jazzy was saying, which is that in addition to just kind of being conscious of how you portray yourself, the vibe you give off, call people out too. If someone does something shitty or creepy, call them out because people around will remember that. They will remember that you are a safer person. And then the other piece of advice I want to mention is more kind of just broad advice about for anyone that's kind of feeling lonely, feeling like they have trouble getting a relationship because I struggled with that for a long time too. And one thing I learned, and this isn't to say that you can't like try to talk to people to find a date or do dating sites or things like that, but also just, meet people meet people without the expectation of trying to build romantic interest as well because one that's just going to be good for you in general to have that uh social sphere but also you met you don't know what could happen from that a lot of relationships spring naturally from friendships first so Mm -hmm. like i said that's not to say don't do Dating sites or try to go on dates with anyone. You can absolutely do that, but increase your friendships too. That'll help you in the long run, whether it be emotionally, romantically, whatever else. Just having friends around is pretty cool.
0: Can I build off of that? Because that's absolutely that's some good shit you just put down there. It's so much easier to, you know, transition from a friendship into a romantic relationship then transitioning from strangers to romantic relationship. And once you're in that phase of romantic relationship, you have so much more of a solid base. Like let's say like your, your bag, your thing, the thing that you do, you love to, to bowl. So like hang out at the bowling alley or wherever you go and just like make friends and talk to people like, I I know I don't know anything about bowling. I just like threw that out there because bowling is very Midwest <laughs> culture, like very Midwest culture. That is absolutely one of like the watering holes of Midwest America, is the bowling alley, <laughs> and so it's just like oh, see so you're using I don't know, fuck, like a oh, twenty pound ball. How does that affect your backslide? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like I get your point though (laughs) yeah
0: the point is talk shop with people if everyone regardless of their gender and be a good hang and uh we actually had a whole lecture about that when i was in audio school is you will not get clients if you are not a good hang and so a big part of being a successful producer is working on yourself working on your charisma working on your emotional intelligence to be a good hang And, like, that's, like, such a big part of it.
1: Very true. Sammy, did you have something else?
2: Uh, not really, no. I think we pretty much covered any thoughts I have. Also, do you prefer Sammy or Socks? Um, probably Socks. Sammy is kind of more like the what people... In real life, tend to call me socks. Tends to be more the online name. Got it. Awesome.
1: Okay, I'm switching it. Cool. Thank cool. you for letting us know. Yeah.
0: Uh Fani, what do you have on this question?
1: Um, I think everyone just kind of like took the thoughts that I had and uh, said really good things about them. So this one is fully covered as uh, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Uh, in this case, let me ask you this. Uh, Sox and I are both non-binary uh, people. Um, you are a cisgender woman. What is, like, yes. your your take? Like, if someone at... Uh, you work, or sorry, at, at a, like, nerd culture-adjacent emporium.
1: Uh... and just life in general um yeah you can tell pretty quickly when someone um is talking to you because they want something from you and not because they want to you know get to know you no they are they are gearing for that phone number um so it's definitely really appreciated whenever someone um Meets you with the intention of just being friends first, you know, offers up little tidbits about themselves, asks questions about you and your interests, and isn't really looking for anything past just friendly conversation to begin with. And it makes it a lot easier to hear. uh, I'm sorry. It also makes it a lot easier on everyone in the situation to hear, you know, that... I'm sorry. No, I'm not interested. If you were in there with the intention of friendship first. To
0: you, what are what are the tells in in your experience? Like if someone is talking to you versus talking at you versus like intentionally talking to you for like a reason, like what do you think is like the giveaway for you? Like this person wants my phone number versus this person wants to talk about Twilight Imperium. <laughs> right that's the most trans thing i've well, ever said in my life
1: <laughs> if someone you know even mentions twilight imperium uh, in my vicinity i'm like ah okay no they, they don't actually want to date me
0: <laughs> <laughs> playing a game of twilight imperium to completion is a harder commitment than marriage I have I have never
2: managed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point proven. But
1: yeah, let's see. Uh cuz I mean it's mostly a vibe and I haven't really thought about it much. Um beyond being like oh, yep, there it is. There's there's that feeling of I'm being pursued. Um it tends to happen whenever there's someone at the table in a group setting who zeroes in on just wanting your attention and your attention alone, instead of, you know, including you in a conversation in a sort of group setting. Mm -hmm. Um, That's always something that stands out to me when they just kind of like corny you at the table and like really want to hold your attention in a conversation. Um, And it gets pretty intense a lot of the times where, like, they really want to have a deep conversation with you to begin with. Um, and you can tell that there's kind of an end goal in there of like, OK, when's it going to happen? When When is this person going to ask for my phone number? Um, instead of just kind of like being able to say, uh, yeah, I'm OK with us parting and then coming back together at another hobby night or whatever um i definitely appreciate the people who you know join groups to meet people with um with the goal of making friends first um just like widening their social circle um Cause that kind of helps everyone It helps the person who's widening their social circle to like be able to practice their, their social skills. Uh, it helps the people in the circle to have another friend around um, another person who's interested in the thing that everyone's doing together. Um, yeah. Board game nights are a great place to start with stuff like that. Cause you've got this, this shared activity that you're doing and you get to to meet different people. And sometimes someone will show an interest in you. Sometimes they won't. Hmm. That's gotta and, keep going.
0: And the convergent circles of board game community, queer community, and then the thir- third circle yes. kinky community, it's just one circle. It's just one it's convergent true. circle.
1: <laughs> like, oh, don't forget about Ren Fairs.
0: Oh, Oh, goodness. Oh, good gravy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's funny because our local dungeon has a group of people that go to Ren Fairs together. And that same group of people host the Mm -hmm. board game night at our dungeon.
1: (laughs) And let me tell you. So I was at the dungeon uh, this weekend uh, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And I saw a a, a spanking scene that involved um, glow sticks, a rubber chicken, and (laughs) a fake Halloween hand prop. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, it but when I hear
2: so fun, when I hear the rubber chicken, I just imagine a smack followed by. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a very faint little. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: when you said
0: Halloween fake hand, do you remember the Vine Halloween finger? <laughs> shit kills me it's like one person wearing like a palpatine uh uh, mask Mm -hmm. like from star wars Mm -hmm. and then the other person has like really long like like grungly grinch fingers and the person has like a a nun habit on the palpatine head person and the mouth is a gape like uh, and the person goes huh? <laughs> like with the finger right down their throat. <laughs> it's called Halloween finger <laughs> so Susie said the stick Halloween finger is like a joke between me and Gray like we'll be having we'll be having adult relations and one of his beautiful locks will just go huh? <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> and so it's the Halloween finger <laughs>
1: and it wasn't it wasn't that good it was it was one of those halloween hand props where it's like the fake arm that you can like close in a door or whatever Mm -hmm. and it just kind of has like the fake hand on the end of it and the the top was using it to like smack the bottom the bottom (laughs) of the bottom um what a scene! <laughs> what a scene yeah, to It was amazing. To. I didn't stay long enough to see the uh, the canoe paddle used, unfortunately. that's but it was most on the Canadian table.
0: Canadian thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: That is so <laughs> Canadian.
0: <laughs> oh my lord!
1: <laughs> we don't do wax play now. It's maple syrup play, don't you know? <laughs>
2: that sounds like a horrible stim <laughs> well done just the worst stim imaginable <laughs> oh for me God,
0: yeah no sticky um, is but, literally triggering as a stim <laughs> but that's so fucking funny uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: um but yeah this was this was uh, a segue in response to the Renfair fair kink community um sort of overlap because I took a vanilla friend with me. Vanilla-ish. Vanilla-ish friend with me to French the dungeon vanilla. because he was super curious. <laughs> yeah, this is the one who I uh, He just broke me. Broke my fucking brain. Um, you This is the one who I taught the meaning of, of boar, right? Uh, oh, this so one. Him to, this him oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Anyway, He's um, such a him boy. I brought him, him to him. the dungeon. <laughs> Oh no. (laughs) But actually. Um Okay. Continuing on. But I I kind of warned him beforehand. I was like, You're thinking like Matrix Club, like you're thinking um sort of this like super sexy, everyone's just like making out all over the place sort of a place. No. The vampire club from Blade no yeah it's gonna be industrial music yes but it's pretty much all of the people that you would expect to be at a ren fair gathered together finding novel ways to feel things yep um and i was like you're gonna see at least one kilt," and he was like what's a kilt?" and i was like oh, oh sweet, sweet summer God. child <laughs> oh, i showed him i showed him a picture of a utilicilt and i was like this is a utilicilt and he was like that's the nerdiest shit i've ever seen and i was like okay yes now you are prepared for this space and sure enough at the dungeon we saw not one not two but three utilicilts and one of them let's was us
2: let's go yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah. uh in cleveland here we have a very 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 celtic population uh that's mm-hmm. like the biggest group of people that lives here in the city uh and then uh so we have um an unofficial like yes we have St. Patrick's Day whoop fucking do all the people who aren't Irish go out and party all the people who are Irish go to mass which is really funny um <laughs> so <laughs> since a lot of the Irish people here and Scottish people don't go too hard on st patrick's day i mean we go hard but you know uh we have a couple other just like spontaneous little like celtic pride things that occur throughout the year and what that usually involves is you know my dad uh at his office a bunch of his friends will like gather like the whole, <laughs> the whole motley crew together. They'll put on their kilts, and one of them has a zviander, just a whole fucking sword, and they oh my walk God. down to the 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 like first floor of the office, out the front door during the middle of the workday, walk across the busy like like the city downtown city traffic, playing bagpipes, and they go into a pub, and they go hey, and then they just. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what the fuck <laughs> it's a great city uh i have no idea how the fuck oh kilts so yeah my father has a kilt and i keep hurrying There's
1: utility, kilts yes
0: yeah no, yeah there's utility kilts but there's also just kilt kilts and i keep my mom and i keep telling him like dad you're not allowed to be irish and wear underwear with your kilt you phony ass poser <laughs> It's really fucking funny. <laughs> All right, we we have to move on. <laughs> we are like yes. three tangents removed from the original question. Um, I think um, this is the last thing I'll say on it. Uh, I feel like this is one of the advantages of being autistic, is because for me, at least, in my experience, uh, myself and a lot of autistic people like me, we say exactly what we mean, and we don't have ulterior motives. Like, it's inefficient. Like, I'm going to be efficient. I'm going to say exactly what I want, exactly the way I want it. And this is, like, how it is. Like, I don't, it's inefficient to just beat around the bush and choose worrying. So she's just like, this is what it is. Here you go. And that has, like, served me really well <laughs> because it's just like, hello, person. I wish to talk about magic or runescape or i want to talk about this cool rpg and the response is okay cool let's do that and it's just like (laughs) it's just so much easier to instead of like hey so (laughs) you like magic don't you like it is it's just like hi you want to talk about magic (laughs) Boom! That's all it that needs to be said. I feel like it's just like so much easier to just communicate when I'm not trying to like parse my language through like a couple different filters
2: of schmarminess. That's, that's why I hate so much. So pro tip for anyone out there that wants to message someone, I don't care who, I don't care if it is someone super popular or someone with like 10 followers. If you want to talk to them, Please, please, please do not just send, hi, how are you? That will not go anywhere, I promise you. Because no one in the history of ever has actually gone anywhere interesting with the question, hi, how are you? Literally.
1: That's so true. And I feel like such an oversharer when I'm like, oh, actually, let me fill you in on like the recent events of my life because you're asking
2: how I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me how are you unless you really want to know how I am.
0: It's like whenever I message someone, I always I I write it like an email. And that might be because like I'm a millennial and like I grew up in a very tech savvy household. And it's just like this is email netiquette. Is how you do it, but I always like say hello. This is my name. This is why I'm messaging you, and yes. my, I always get a response back and a nice conversation. Uh, Ethan in the chat asks, uh, "But what if you're autistic and extremely bad at talking?" That's a great fucking question.
2: Uh, that is a very good question, and I would like to address that a little bit because for sure. a long time. So, you know, I talk about it all the time on Twitter. I'm very autistic. I grew up, you know, hand flapping. I had a really bad stutter growing up. I was very, very socially awkward. It took a long time. A fair amount of people now when they meet me, they think I'm fairly outgoing. And that's kind of true now, but I definitely was not always that way. And I would say there's kind of two parts to that on how to approach it if you are autistic and you feel like you're very awkward with talking or you don't know how to get topics started. The first thing is, this feels like something you would read in like a self-help book or in school or something, but genuinely taking something about public speaking helps. Mm -hmm. It's, I understand it's nerve wracking. It took me a long time. The first time I gave a speech in a class, I, like, whispered the entire time because I was so super nervous. But it is worth it to put in that effort because getting comfortable speaking in general goes a long way, but... I'm not saying force yourself if you feel you just can't do it. You are just far too uncomfortable. Don't make yourself uncomfortable for the sake of it. That's just a general advice. The other thing I'd say, though, when it comes to getting to know people, if you feel awkward like that, think of something to talk about first. You don't need to. Plan out the entire conversation in your head. Believe me, I know I do that too. Like, uh, this is what I'm going to say and this is what they're going to respond and I'm going to respond this. Don't don't go that far as much as, as tempting as it is. Just think like, okay, they're wearing this shirt that has this on it. Ask them about that. Or I've heard them mention this thing. Ask about that. Go in with something you want to talk about because it is instantly going to be so much easier on both of you because they'll know what you want to talk about. You'll already have a topic and it's just easier to talk about something that you like.
1: Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like talking about themselves. Uh, So during the break, um, whenever Jesse had to step away, I was like, Hmm, what am I going to talk about with uh, socks over here? And I saw that they had a word that I, that I know that is interesting to me in their username here. So I asked about it and got into a great conversation. Yeah. it's
0: literally how you do it. Doing it literally right yeah. here, right now. Uh, yeah.
1: And then sometimes I make a fool of myself. Like I will ask about a band on someone's t-shirt and then realize like halfway through the conversation that I also like that band. I just didn't know their name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think that kind of gets into another aspect of it, though, because a lot of people are afraid like... That's where a lot of the fear comes from. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'm going to be an idiot. I promise you, if you accidentally say something awkward or a little bit weird, people don't actually remember as much as you think they do, and they don't care as much as you think they do. Mm -hmm. 90% of the time, probably more – People aren't going to think badly of you if you're a little awkward. They might think, oh, that person's a little awkward, but so what? All of my friends know me as a little awkward and they're still my friends.
0: Yeah. With uh, going back to taking a class, that is so true. I did not come out of my shell. I was not able to speak in front of a group of people until... uh, until I was at college uh, my first year at the University of Dayton. And I took a communications class as like a required uh, general elective course. And I remember just being so distraught and terrified of it. And literally the entire class was just focused around teaching students how to talk in front of a class, which is like the, was the perfect way to structure it. And it took me like half the semester to even work up the courage to like stand up in front of the class and talk about something, and and then as soon as the teacher said, "You can do like a stand-up comedy bit if you want," and I was just like, "Okay." I'll, I can fill five minutes and so I walked from behind The podium to where you know there was No podium is just like me And the class and like nothing Between us and I just went On for five minutes talking about my Racist step grandfather and I had them in stitches and I was just like all of a Sudden I understand it now Something just like clicked in me that Day and I was like I was never the same and it was Really cool and like this really like beautiful formative experience. And I and I wrote that in my uh, my uh, my review of of the of the course and everything. It was, it was I don't know. It's really cool. So I definitely want a plus one on that. That is a great way to really come out of your shell when it comes to uh, like learning how to talk and converse and the parlay, as it were.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, even if you're just alone in your bedroom talking to your stuffed animals.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. hmm This episode Dear Jazzy is brought to you by Padding Power, the ABDL-themed trading card game from Zacky Brew. If you're looking to collect and play a great new card game while supporting creators in our community, please visit PaddingPowerTCG.com. You can also join the community discord where you can connect with fellow players and get a game or two in plus me and Fani both have signature cards again padding power i think we knocked that question out of the ding dang park are we ready to move on yeah i'd say so i see both of I'm your I- <laughs> in google drive both of your icons were already on this question for like the past 10-15 minutes and i was lingering yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to just go ahead and say, yeah, we're probably ready. Uh, I can read this one. It's nice and short. Uh, Dear Jazzy and Fonny, how would you go about hiding your ABDL stuff from your parents? And what's your favorite cheap diaper to wear on a budget? Uh, from Katie, pronouns
2: she, her. First immediate thought is, you know, your parents like more than any of us there is going to be a little bit of customization to this oh yeah but there are Mm -hmm. in my experience two things that i think people kind of overlook when it comes to this question is one what are your resources outside of your house Do you have friends or something like that? I actually have a local friend that still lives with their parents and will order diapers to my place because of that. Another thing is a lot of people think immediately, oh, hide it in my closet, under my bed, whatever. And that might work. It depends on how nosy your parents are. Like my parents were not very nosy. I could hide stuff in the closet very easily. But also consider what is your house like and is there a part of the house that no one really uses much? Because I think that's kind of a part a lot of people don't think about. They want I know you want to keep it close. You want to keep it somewhere that you're aware of because of that anxiety. But sometimes somewhere outside of your room that no one goes to is better because a lot of people aren't going to think of that. Is there like, a nook in your basement that people don't go to, an attic that's never used, things like that.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking about when I lived with my parents. Uh, I kept a lot of my stuff in uh, in my studio in the basement, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> dig this. I at one point kept some contraband in my in the kick drum of my drum set because the <laughs> because both of the heads were opaque black and you can hide whatever you want so it's really a matter of getting creative uh if you have a car that's a no-brainer uh if you have parents that will root through your stuff and do search your things and do open up your mail first of all that's abusive behavior and second of all if they're willing to root through your stuff, that means that your room is not a safe place to hide things. Um, so definitely what sock said, like find, like getting creative with it and tailoring it to like the actual architecture of your house and the relationship you have with your parents is definitely going to be the best bet. Uh one of the other things I did, just as an example, was uh, and the bounty hunter in the chat also did the exact same thing is I kept diapers in the empty box of my PS4 and that works really, really well.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, getting creative is one of the best ways you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: Funny. any ideas?
1: Oh, God, I'm trying to like think about what I used to do back in the day, because like, yeah, no, my my secrets were out pretty early because of like a terrible ex-boyfriend who added me to my mom and everything like that. But I still tried. I still tried to keep things hidden. Yeah. And she was a medium level snoop. So I'm pretty sure she saw a bunch that she wasn't supposed to. And yeah. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not much I can do about that now. She hasn't brought it up to me, so that's good. Uh, that, that anyways, good. okay, so, like, um, in my situation, I found it easier to kind of hide them in plain sight, to be like, well, I don't really... I'm going to pretend I've got nothing worth hiding, so I'm just going to leave this, like, unmarked box um, underneath, like, closed up, but underneath, like, a couple of sweaters or, like, a blanket or something. Like, I have something folded up on top of it, so it's just, like mean to hide this you don't need to look through it It's it could be whatever in there um either that or like get a nondescript box put everything in the bottom layer of it and then like cover it with um like books or something have a layer on top to be like yes this box is entirely stuffed animals or whatever um
2: Joke's on you. I do have a box that's entirely stuffed
1: animals. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to bring out mine? It's
0: it's over there somewhere. My stuffy nets are both here and here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to uh, cheap diapers to wear on a budget, what are our opinions? Because I do have mine. I'm sure we all have our own opinions.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um some of the the cheaper terrible brands have upped their game since uh, since we were young. Have so they? I think so, getting Tenna is it's fine yeah. when you're on a
2: budget. Mhm. I I've definitely heard Tenna is probably the better of the cheap ones. I can't speak to it much because I'm picky. I'm the kind of person that like if I don't have money for the good ones i'm just gonna go without diapers for a while yeah so i'm not the best person for that question i am a picky diaper fan i'm very very
0: choosy as well but when it comes to like you know i emotionally need these and i didn't have a lot of money i usually went for m4s or crinkles because those are usually in comparison to other brands really cheap uh, which mm-hmm. was always really really good uh, Do not stoop to the level Of depends It it will just be sad and depressing uh, and, leaky. Yeah. and leaky And leaky yeah. And then you have to deal with The other fun thing You got the diapers in the house Now what's your strategy for disposing of them mm-hmm. Yep Very happy I don't live with with my parents (laughs) very happy don't live with my my parents oh my god uh luna just posted a screenshot from our dm conversation about how she uh conditioned uh her mom to be cool with uh her being diapered openly around her and it's just like actually really wholesome because i actually know luna's parents and everything so it's like an extra level of wholesome and hilarious (laughs) Uh, I feel really confident with that uh, set of answers. Are we ready to move on?
1: Yeah, uh, I think so. Great. Fantastic. Do you want me to uh, take the reins on reading this one out? Yeah, sure. That works. All right. This one is from the uh, email account. Can you tell people where they can email you?
0: Podcast at com.
1: You heard it here f- uh, first, folks. It's Dear Podcast at gmail.com Where? <laughs> we have to hey, do the podcast
0: there you go i was gonna say we are we are the sister podcast to the usual bet for a reason <laughs> all right that's so uh, cute go for so it cute oh uh,
1: okay this one reads hi jazzy my name is coda i'm a 30 year 38 year old ab uh adult baby um also i'm trying to parse Sometimes things don't come out as they're sort of supposed to whenever people type fast.
0: Yeah, there's a little um, interpretation sometimes.
1: Oh, OK. I'm a 38 year old AB who deals with being autistic and completely incontinent. I love the joking around in your shows as well as the heartfelt topics. Uh, they've included included a rainbow of heart emojis here. Um, I'm very much like you and discovered ABDL community when I was 12 and trying to find resources on Teenage Incontinence and stumbled upon DPF.
0: Which I believe is either Diaper Forum or Diaper Forever? Question mark. It's hmm, been a long time. Oh, I actually hold on. Now I want to see DF uh, Forum. there's uh, a diaper pale friends. Fuck me. I have not heard that name literally since the two thousands.
1: Yes. Originally diaper pale fraternity. Uh, ah, inclusive. So I it inclusive. Yeah. Um, this email finishes, uh, saying I am asexual and use ABDL as a safe space and therapeutic situations due to my bad past before I was adopted.
0: Thank, thank you. you Coda. S- yes. Thank you. I include this one, uh, even though it's like not necessarily a question it's just so wholesome that i wanted to share it with everyone and thank you so much for writing in mm-hmm. all right uh this next one comes from baby summer girl i'm just checking uh the question just uh, the previous submission just to make sure i didn't miss any questions and i don't want to be a bitch okay uh from baby summer girl jeer jazz fabulous and faunalicious Since I'm moving into my first apartment, what are some fun APDL related house rules I could use? Just to be clear, I have no roommates from Baby Summer Girl pronouns she, her.
2: Well, if you want to do the actual toddler thing, uh, you have no roommates, which means there's no one there to tell you to do anything so you can have ice cream for breakfast. (laughs) Damn straight. (laughs) True. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) But I, I do have one thought. I am. This is going to sound like a buzzkill at first, but I promise there is something to it. Uh, give yourself a bedtime. For mm-hmm. two reasons. First of all, one, you can easily turn that into a little thing. Have someone that messages you, like to tell you to go to bed or to say goodnight, things like that. Build a routine around it. Uh, but also, that's just a good habit. Trust me. I spent most of my college years staying up till like 3 a.m. Don't do that. I have a sleep schedule now and it has helped a lot. I know it can be hard, uh, especially when there's exciting things like a new Pokemon game that makes you stay up way too late. But (laughs) that is my first thought. Bedtime is one that can both be made to be little and... Also is just genuinely helpful. Absolutely. And
1: get yourself a physical calendar and physical star stickers and give yourself a sticker every time you make it to bed on time.
2: Yes, absolutely. Having that or even like a chore chart that has things like bedtime, brush your teeth, things like that. That can be both affirming little inducing and just helpful if you are say a very autistic person that is absolutely terrible at doing things if you don't have reminders to do them
0: you took the words literally out of my (laughs) mouth like (laughs) having like a specific calendar and chore chart with what you do amazing Mm
1: mm-hmm Indeed. um i also want to say it might be fun to keep a bib around and say oh it's dinner time i should put my bib on
2: because you can do that when you live alone bib is a good one uh really any kind of and this varies from person to person on how comfortable they are with it but any kind of little items that you can incorporate into day-to-day life maybe you're gonna drink exclusively from a sippy cup. Maybe you'll have that bib. Maybe you'll have specific times to get diapered or wear certain clothes. Incorporate the things that you have and like to do frequently. Plastic and, flatware. And like I said, that that's going to be a little custom. Some people, like me, mm. I love sippy cups. I can't do it all the time, though. It just bugs me if it's all the time. So tailor it to what sounds fun to you. What you look at and go, I would like to do that more. absolutely yeah uh
0: that <laughs> i don't have anything to add this is just perfect <laughs> uh shall we move on to the next one sure yeah, sure uh funny do you want to take this one
1: of course okay can you find the pronouns while i read this one This Uh, one reads, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, I've recently stepped back from a few communities I'm part of, one of which was ABDL related for some mental health reasons, but I somehow feel anxious about that in itself. How do you both handle being a part of a community and knowing when it's time to step back for a bit or take a mental health break and keeping that boundary solid for as long as it needs to be? From Anxious Cat.
0: Pronoun she, her.
1: (laughs) Pronoun she, her. Thank you so much, Jazzy. It's
0: it's okay. (laughs) I got you. Um, I think the biggest thing i can recommend is um i think where a lot of people struggle is they think that you know if i take a step back from the community i'm going to get forgotten and left behind and that is a very like content creator type thought process because it's like Mm -hmm. if if you post on youtube and you take a break the algorithm will just dunk you Uh, that is not true for human communities. Um, you can come and go as you please and armed with that knowledge, it will absolutely set you free. It is really, really incredible. Um, further, being able to take a step back when you know you need to focus on yourself will only make you a better member of said community when, and if you choose to come back and everything. Now, the other thing is like, sometimes communities are pit stops and not destinations. Sometimes they are indicative of where we're at in our life and maybe we'll visit again. Maybe we won't, but, um, I think that's what I have to say on it. I'm going to talking stick.
1: Mm hmm. Um, one of my good rules of thumb for like interacting with the community is. Um, am I still happy about being here?
0: Mm, that's am good. I
1: still energized by this one? Or do I just get upset or frustrated every time I interact with the people or the content here in this community? Um, and that's kind of when I know that it's time to just kind of take a break or step back or drop that community when it's just kind of like, oh, I just get this. Impending feeling of misery Whenever I take a look at certain pages So I'm like yeah, I, nah, I should not be here
0: It's, literally it's not good what for me happened. It's not good for
1: the people here because I'm just negative
0: Literally what happened with me in Warcraft Is like mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line The entire Warcraft community turned into Like a maga cesspool
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah and Exactly and that's why I was just like I'm going to like Take a step away from this
2: so this one speaks to me a lot as someone who literally goes to therapy to help with learning to establish boundaries. Uh, and I have two thoughts that I want to get out of the way, first of all. One, kind of building off what Jazzy said about it being a potential pit stop. I know that sometimes it comes down simply to feeling bad. that. You think like, oh, I've been in this community for a long time or I've put so much time into the community, things like that. And it makes you just feel bad about leaving. And that's something that I'd say if you want to leave a community for good, for whatever reason, whether you think it's not for you, you think it's not healthy for you, You just aren't feeling it anymore or whatever else. It's okay to have a grieving period with that. No one says it's going to be easy. Leaving any social group isn't going to be easy. It's okay to let yourself grieve a little on it. And it's okay to think, okay, I'm leaving. That's sad, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Sometimes that's just kind of how it is. And related to that, one thing... So Jazzy talked about the kind of content creation side of it, of like the fear of people leaving you behind or things like that. I'm going to speak from my personal sense of it. I don't know if this applies to this person, if it applies to her, but I'm sure it applies to many other people that might listen. I understand that it can be hard to set a boundary or say no because you feel like you're going to be the bad person for doing so. Mm -hmm. And that is a very difficult thing to unlearn. I know how much it can get annoying for someone to say, you're not the bad person, and to just stop thinking of yourself as the bad person. And it's like, even if I consciously know that, my brain's still going to tell me I'm the bad person in it. It's not easy to unlearn that, but it is vital to unlearn that. And to learn that, in order for you to best put yourself forward to meet people, to talk to people, to be friends with people, you also need to understand yourself and what your boundaries are. Because if you constantly let those boundaries be crossed, that's not just hurting you, it's going to hurt other people too, because they aren't gonna know they aren't gonna know to not do something to back off on something most people aren't going to be mad at you for setting boundaries most people are understanding and if they're not understanding you probably don't want to talk to them anyway
1: yeah yeah absolutely to add on, this mm-hmm. to add on to the the entire uh, conversation here um we get we get this this message in, um, you know, pop culture, our daily lives, just socialization in general, that like in any conflict, there needs to be the bad guy. But that's that's not really true. Like sometimes it's just kind of it's a disagreement and things were not good for either party on either side. And it there was no bad guy. It was just a bad situation. And that's what this can be, too. There is no bad guy. You There doesn't need to be a bad guy here. You are not the bad guy for stepping away. There is no bad guy.
2: Yeah, and that can extend even beyond just those social circles with, like, friendships. Sometimes people will think one of them's the bad person if a friendship ends. You can't get along with everyone, and you can't be in every group at once. Sometimes things just aren't going to fit. Things aren't going to click. Things aren't going to feel right for you. And that doesn't make anyone on either side bad. That's just how Mm. it is sometimes.
1: You could be the most delicious cake, and there are still people who just don't like cake.
0: 31 flavors, and people will still choose salt. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's true.
0: Literally. But, you know, when it comes down to the brass tacks of it, aiming to please everyone will just disappoint everyone. And Mm -hmm. that's that is some really harsh advice for some people who likely need to hear it, because the one of the most common questions we get here on the show is how do I make friends? I want more friends. How do I join a pre-established friend circle? How do I become part of a clique. How do I do this? How do I be popular? And I feel like this really, really speaks to that. Not saying cat puff is not a person who cares about that, but there are, there are some other people who like really want to be like enmeshed in the culture, which I get, I totally understand. And like knowing that like one can never be like, the be-all, end-all. I am the omni-ABDL. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> right. And like, I, on that note, popularity is subjective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I People will tell me I'm popular and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. Because, and I think, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have more friends that is fine and i understand where oh but
0: you broke up for a second there can you repeat that oh no um
2: so i I understand
1: I i can understand where
2: right i can understand where the desire to be popular comes from but the first thing i think of is Ask yourself the question, when is popular, popular enough for you? Mm -hmm. I think that's something that people don't often think about. They think of popularity in a very Mm -hmm. vague sense. Like people will tell me I'm popular. I have like 4,000, close to 5,000 followers on Twitter. And I have friends that have 10,000 followers on Twitter There's always going to be the more popular than you. So ask yourself, one, how popular do you mean by popular? And then also ask yourself why. Is the answer because that will make you feel better about yourself? Is the answer you just want more friends? And I want to be clear, this isn't something where it's like there's a wrong answer if you say, because I think it'll make me feel better that you're wrong for that. Approach it in a non judgmental way. Don't think of whether your thoughts are good or bad. Just explore mentally why do you want that and what does that mean to you? Because that's very important for you putting yourself out there too, is understanding yourself and what you're looking for. Because if you're just going out there with a vague, I want to be popular, that's not going to get you anywhere because that's That's vague. That doesn't mean anything. Popular doesn't have a defined metric. So it's all about finding the purpose behind it and what is driving you specifically. Because hell, we are all a bunch of weirdos in this community. And it is those tiny little weird differences between us that make it so great to meet people.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And the, the chase for the novel is, is something that kind of comes for us all on social media where it's just like, okay, well I hit 1500 followers, but I should hit 1600 followers and 1700 2000 and, 2, and 4,000. Right. And exactly. Like, we have to sit back and remember, okay, but like, are there memorable moments that I can pull up when I need them? Exactly. What about, what about a really cool comment that I got? Um, I'm gonna hang on to that and remember that I got that. Not everyone got that comment, but I did. yeah, so those are those are the things that that make me okay with whatever numbers show up on my social medias.
0: One thing that has been really good for me after I've kind of like I haven't deleted my account, but I locked it and I've logged out of Twitter on all my devices and deleted the app on all my devices. And I only log in to like check DMs for like business related stuff. And it's been so good for me. It almost feels like a dopamine detox and it is just like so good. It's so good. I don't find myself reaching for my phone. I find myself leaving my phone in the bedroom and walking around the house without it. And it's just like, it's great. And it's funny because I had um someone ask like how can you you know you have almost 1500 followers how can you just walk away from that that's like so much that's everything and this person had 30 followers and I could understand like the difference between having 30 and having a comma in your follower count like I get it but it's also it it doesn't matter it it yeah it, it doesn't matter because And you know, one of the other things that I've noticed is there's this, uh, for some reason there's this, people have this mental correlation, right. Where it's, um, or or I guess causation, they, they've convinced themselves that there is a causation between, um, specifically in the ABDL scene and also in like the larger, like the gaming sphere. Like if you have a large following, You will be able to monetize it and live your entire life based in and around the community in which you are a community figure in. And for ABDL, that's a very attractive, uh, a very attractive idea for a lot of people like who wouldn't want to be like baby all the time. us (laughs) us <laughs> us who you yes. you point to and look at we're the ones who don't want to be baby all the damn time it's like yes i'm baby and also i am an audio producer and a homeowner and a wife like i have so many other like convergent interesting identities that make me a, like a three-dimensional person and it's like you know the whole idea of like i want to be popular specifically so i can monetize and finesse money out of people that's
2: yucky that's really yeah. yucky vibes <laughs> yeah well and even outside of that the two things to consider are one that i'm I'm not going to tell anyone not to chase after their dreams but in this you know nightmare capitalist hellscape we live in you have to keep some realism in it. If everyone could just work hard enough to make a living with the thing they like to do, then no one would complain about their jobs. Right. Very <laughs> That's true. yeah. – there's got to be a little bit of realism to it. But also, it is – Like you were saying, there's many things that make you you, that make you three-dimensional. Like, yeah, we all have the baby stuff in common, but we've all got so many other things. And if your focus is, I want to do this because this is the thing that I want to make money off of and it's the one thing I'm interested in, there should be more than one thing you're interested in. (laughs) You shouldn't. It's the whole don't put all your eggs in one basket thing. Because if you are singularly focused, even if you do end up making money with it, one, uh, content creation is not just the cushy job that people think it is. But also, two, you're just not going to be that happy about it if that's the one thing you do. Because Mm -hmm. not only is it going to... For some people, maybe it won't necessarily get old. I know some people that, you know, diapers never get old to them. But once you start turning it into your focus of your social life and how you build your popularity and your money and stuff, that enjoyable thing suddenly is a job now. And that's not always necessarily bad, but that doesn't mean it's suddenly going to be sunshine and rainbows super easy to breeze through now.
1: Yeah, because now you've got to deal with the financials around it. And that's not fun. Exactly. Like, okay, where's taxes.
2: your outlet? <laughs> yep. You <Yeah>. got to <laughs> deal with taxes. You got to figure out, because especially if you're doing something online, you got to figure out what's going to bring in the money, what's going to bring in views, what's going to bring in this stuff. There's all sorts of stuff that goes into it. And if you're singularly focused, congrats, you've got burnout. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 The only reasons
0: why I have canceled a show or gone on a break from dear Jazzy is because I was either recovering from surgery or focusing on my mental health and was depressed. Yeah. And it's just like, there have been some really thin months here at adults with productions, but we still did it because Yes, I did initially start the show as a way as like a creative outlet and potentially something that I could do like as a project to like, you know, see the project to maturity, see if I can't like make a return on the investment, you know, just for fun, because I'm an audio producer. That's what I do. But it's still like the joy of podcasting, which is one of the pieces of media that I love more than others just because it is just so, I don't know, it's just really rewarding. I, I really love listening to and creating podcasts. That's like, that's also the bread and butter of my studio, like professionally. And so, you know, it, it's just really, really neat for me. And so if I were to be like, oh, I'm not raking in $1,000 a month, fuck Dear Jazzy. You know that would be; (laughs) those vibes would suck, yo. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we we extracted a lot of juice out of this question. This was great.
1: (laughs) Milked
0: it. Man, we really milked (laughs) this almond. (laughs) (laughs) Just squeeze it out. All right, um, I'm good to keep going for just a little bit more. How about uh, how's the vibes? How's everyone doing?
1: One yeah. or two questions for me, probably.
0: Yeah, cool. yeah, I can handle one or two more. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. All right, uh, I can read this one. This is from Melly. Dear Jazzy and Fonny, I wear diapers to make work easier because I go door to door for a living. I often change in public restrooms. Is it rude to dispose of them in public trash cans should I take them home to dispose of? That's from Melly, pronounced she/her. Uh,
2: it's a trash can. You put your trash. Yeah, in. Yep. It, It's a trash yeah, can. N- diaper, especially in public restrooms, your diaper probably isn't even going to be the only diaper that they take care of.
0: Oh yeah, and Very true. It's and it's like other things, right? Like you're wearing out of utility. Some people wear out of medical need. People wear for all sorts of different reasons. And first of all, if someone's going through the trash in a public bathroom, I have bigger questions about (laughs) that. That's some some really weird klepto adjacent behavior that I would be interested in studying. And also... There's so
1: many boogers in there. There's so (laughs) many boogers, and that's the
0: least bad thing in there. (laughs) That's the least bad thing in there. So it's just like... And also, if it's like... Let's say, for example, that I was uh, in Continent and I chose to handle that with premium ABDL brands like the show sponsor, AB Universe. Use Dear Jazzy 10 to check out for 10% off your order of $50 or more. Wink. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gotcha. So now I don't have to edit the plug in this week. <laughs> uh, but let's say that I were to use uh, diaper printed with a very like i am baby design on it if someone were to point at me and say that's bad you can't do that that would be ableist because it's just like oh you just have to like sit and deal with it for multiple hours because they don't know how long the work day would be you just have to like deal with that because you made a choice and e eat, 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 eat. You know what I mean? It just, it sounds judgy. If someone were to give you heck about that. And yeah, there's literally a yeah. like bar in San Francisco that has an ABDL changing table in it.
2: <laughs> well, and also yeah. like yeah. you mentioned people wear for all kinds of reasons. And I think the thing that people need to remember, and you can, Say this, if this comes up, I doubt it will. People probably don't notice things as much as you think. But even so, people wear for all kinds of reasons. And guess what? Those reasons aren't any of their fucking business. Exactly. So
0: when I was with Luna at St. Jude, uh, do you want to know where we threw out our diapers? In the trash. In the hospital room. Makes sense. In which we were staying in where else would they go than the trash and you know right that's what it's there for no one no one gave a shit it's the trash so if there is someone in your life that is telling you that you shouldn't do that uh, politely tell them to fuck off and psych uh, this wonderful internet broadcast please and thank you (laughs) no
2: tell them the little gay animals on the internet told them to fuck off (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh i can't wait to get that hate mail (laughs) all right and
1: if you're really really concerned um i mean i don't entirely recommend it because it's just extra plastic but you can also bring extra bags to bag your stuff up before you put it in the the public trash
0: absolutely you can absolutely do that opaque trash bags are like dirt cheap and you can get a bajillion of them at the grocery store Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: This episode of Dear Jazzy is brought to you by AB Universe, the world's leading provider of ABDL and Incon products. If you want to support the show while restocking your padding stash, check out at oddswithgod.com slash sponsors or the sponsors channel in our Discord for 10% off your order of 50 or more. All right. Uh, Are we ready to move on to uh, the next question?
1: Uh, Yeah. Cool. And I'm okay with this one being the last one for the night.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, Socks, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good with this one being the last one. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Let's uh, let's finish it off.
1: All right. Let me get my professional reading eyes in. Uh, This one in already. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're an
0: hour and a half into the show
1: don't question me and my motives
0: okay that is true that was judgy of me i apologize
1: i <laughs> needed to recharge them real quick sure <laughs> um they're USB C. don't you know don't you know <laughs> they charge on everything one e- cable
0: for it all hey
1: <laughs> uh, okay anyways uh it reads dear jazzy and Fawny. i feel like there's a definite imbalance in how much of the scene caters to littles versus bigs and caregivers in a con setting or even at munches i feel like the bigs are often treated like accessories for the for their little counterparts don't get me wrong i love watching my baby boy at play but it'd be nice if there was more de- a space dedicated to bigs is that just my neuroses uh if not and other bigs feel this way what can i do to help from miss daisy
0: I will never get tired of talking about this. Uh, just yes. a couple episodes ago, we outlined the idea of the bit of the deadbeat daddy dynamic, and how <laughs> at Capcom how funny it would be if one of the rooms was themed to be like a convenience store that only sold milk and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> comes back to the hotel room turns on nascar and tells you to shut the fuck up (laughs) what a dynamic
1: (laughs) or asks you to get them their uh their miller
2: yeah go get go
0: get me a miller in a scratchy
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean i i always say um i'm the because i mean i'm someone that's a switch i'm a big for people literally my friend aura calls me his babysitter uh and i always say i'm the lazy babysitter that's gonna toss you in the playpen and be like all right here's some cartoons now shut up while i play games
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> but- <laughs> funny because hard ocean uh hard ocean is a very dear local friend of mine and also a guest host on the show once upon a time uh but has taken me in and like given me a place to stay a a couple of times, like really dear friend. And like is one of my friends who is not a baby fur, but is like super supportive and just like not judgy and just really cool. And just like, just legitimately like a really good person, but like totally like ribs me for it. And I love it, but like totally describes themselves as like, yeah, I'm the deadbeat mommy.
2: (laughs) 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 i have a local non-abdl friend that follows me on twitter and i've joked before i'm like one of these days i'm just gonna show up to your house just like sitting there in full-on kids clothes and holding a back box of macaroni and cheese and their response was well then i guess we're having some macaroni and cheese now go sit on the floor (laughs) Aw, best possible response (laughs) (laughs) right but to To be a little more serious with this question, first of all, no, I don't think that is your neuroses. I think that's a completely valid way to feel about that, because like, even as someone that most often people see as a little rather than a big, even though I do do big stuff as well, that is how a lot of the spaces are built. There's constant jokes about how there's far too many bottoms and not enough tops. Yeah. Uh yes. but my first thought on the question of if not and other bigs feel this way, what can I do to help? Whenever this goes to anyone that thinks I am in this group, I feel this way and I wonder if other people in the group feel this way. Two things to say on that. One Ask other people in that group. Find out. Do other people in the group feel this way? And two, if you feel it is in your power in some way, consider a way you can start something. A lot of like munches and groups and things like that are started by people like that that think, hey, I can't really find a group that fits this. Make your own. Think of what do, what would that look like to you? What would a meeting for bigs look like? What would you do? For instance, one time I went to a kink party. That was ABDL. And it was like on one part of the room, you had all of the littles playing in like a ball pit and stuff. And on the other side of the room, there were like the DLs and the bigs and stuff that were just kind of hanging around and chatting. Does it look like that where it's like, oh, you know, all of the parents meet together while their kids go play or something? Or does it look like something else? I can't answer that for you, obviously. But that's something that I think is really worth considering is if you feel like there should be more of a space like that, talk about it. Talk about what kind of spaces you want to see, because if people aren't aware of it, that's not going to be made. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's literally Um. how Alexi started capcon like when we when we had her on she said literally like a thing that i wanted didn't exist so i made it exist that's literally how that convention got started like initially as a munch and then it grew into something so much bigger oh look at lexus typing oh uh
2: (laughs) but you did a thing i did you sure (laughs) did baby girl you sure did um, sure did and boy do i miss Capcom! i want to go again do it
1: on 2023 let's go <laughs> uh, but it's 2025 it's gonna happen <laughs> right I'm manifesting that's I'm how i feel <laughs>
0: yeah i i remember back in the the teens episodes like i think 13 maybe really early on in the show's history really uh Daddy Gray's first appearance on the show, we were talking about our experience uh, because we went together and he was giving his take as, as a daddy. And I remember he was talking about how uh, he didn't really feel that there were a lot of spaces catered uh, to him. And Alexi heard that episode and then subsequently started brainstorming how to make cat more inclusive to bigs, which is super duper fucking cool. But it really, like, Mm -hmm. underscores, like, um, like, like, Miss Daisy, you're totally on the money. Like, the little community is, like, almost entirely focused specifically on littles because a lot of middles are, I don't want to say bullied out, but they're definitely, like, frowned upon because, like, especially in, like, more normative DDLG circles, they're, like, Oh, boys can't be littles. Okay, that's shitty to begin with. But then they go further to say, like, you can't have colored hair and be a little. You can't have gauges and be a little. You can't have lots of piercings and be a little. You can't have tattoos and be a little. You have to watch Disney to be little. You can't do M-rated games. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. It's just so many layers yeah. of exclusion and stupidity. And it's just like, it's so funny because it's just like, these same people will like look at me or or, or Fonny as people like, Oh, oh my god, you must be baby all the time. Meanwhile, we uh-huh. drink, we do drugs, we have tattoos, <laughs> piercings, colored hair, we are about <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Hell yeah. We fuck
1: i mean <laughs> going to a metal show on friday
2: first of all jealous i want to go to one um but also just to build off on that on a slight tangent with it though kind of related it's always going to be a little bit personalized to what works for you like for a lot of people especially for me I'll always joke about a lot of the things that make me feel little have nothing to do with my childhood. There are plenty of songs and games and stuff that make me feel little that I did not know about as a kid that didn't exist when I was a kid. And it can manifest in all kinds of ways. One of the littlest moments I felt, I was on weed and LSD. So, I mean... (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But just kind of going back to the question... There's going to be a little bit of customization to it. And you have to let people know that because that's how those communities are formed. A lot of how people find a group is someone else was like, we need to start that. And it could be broad. It could be very specific. Maybe you have a specific idea. Maybe you just want to... Have a general chat with other bigs and brainstorm something. That's something that you have to put out there because someone has to do it. That's what it all comes down to. Someone's got to be the first one.
0: (laughs) I would love to see some of the companies in this community put out very parent things like polo shirts and like baseball caps (gasps) that just say Uh (laughs) that have like uh like i don't know like regress co on it like (laughs) yeah just like regress co partner or just like (laughs) number one (laughs) diaper changing lawyer or just it's just a really like dorktastic cheesy hilarious like i am a parent vibes and everything i really think dad core yeah but also specifically like like ah yes i am a mommy and having just like wine 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 live laugh love (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like that would (laughs) be fucking hilarious and also it would be really great it'd be something to like in the community recognizing these people
2: uh right and really help us and this goes out to anyone listening. If you have an idea like that, put it out there. It Maybe it's not guaranteed. Maybe it won't pick up. Maybe it will. You don't know unless you mention it. And some of the best ideas are just those little silly things that people come up with. Because oftentimes people will find, oh, hey, I'm not the only one that's been thinking about this. Yeah, it's funny.
1: Yeah. I have I have a lot of thoughts about this one because like yeah on one hand like yeah there's there's a top shortage there's a lot of like uh, big supply chain, <laughs> <So> right, <laughs> supply chain issues right supply chain issue with tops due to yeah, due to supply chain issues
2: uh, <laughs> the yeah. only tops currently available are bundled with a PS5. <laughs>
1: oh my god. If
2: <laughs> you can get a
0: top and a ps5 in the same black friday bundle that would be clutch
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of bigs who don't feel seen or you know um wanted in these in these spaces and everything and it's it is it, it's a difficult one to think about um when you've got a bunch of littles together you know that they're gonna enjoy a lot of the same things when you get a bunch of bigs together little harder to figure out what everyone's going to enjoy together. You can't just do, well, I mean, they'd probably like to to play in a ball pit, but you can't just have a ball pit and expect them to have a have a blast with it like you would with a bunch of littles, right? You'd be surprised
0: at the amount of bigs who specifically would never want to get into a ball pit because they're like, ew. They're
2: gross. They're they are gross. so oh, yes.
0: gross. I'm convinced yeah. that the ball yeah. pit is how I got COVID at Capcom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not the malort
0: probably the malort i don't know 30 people sharing (laughs) one bottle
2: of malort hmm i wonder (laughs) yeah also alexi brought up another good point that uh some will realize it often it's something that's realized that's a good point sometimes people don't realize that they want something until it's brought up you might see something and be like you know what that actually would be a really cool idea so Mm -hmm. that's another part Mm -hmm. of it sometimes people will just gravitate to it because they're suddenly realizing something
1: yeah so for a bunch of bigs um it'd be nice to have like a a cafe crawl or something like that yes not everyone drinks um but it's nice to just hang out at a cafe and you could do a thing where every month or so you find a new cafe to try.
0: The monthly Biggs Bistro.
2: You all go out ah, to like a gastropub yeah. or a bistro once a month. Yeah. yeah. And you can even, and this, you know, will vary from group to group. You can still find ways to incorporate being big into it. Like, even if not bringing a little with you you can incorporate little things tell stories have pictures to share things Talk like that about your kids yeah exactly yeah you build or if you've it around,
1: got littles around it's like it oh we're around up the for plain idea dining.
2: yeah yeah build it around the <laughs> idea of the adults are hanging out the kids are you know with a babysitter or something there's a lot of mm-hmm. fun things you can do with it
0: does CC's mm-hmm. pizza I- exist in canada
2: Sorry, which one?
0: Cece's Pizza.
1: Cece's Pizza. So the idea of Cece's... I'm very close-minded.
0: It's a very, very, very awful pizza buffet restaurant. But the idea of it is you pay, you get in, you eat as much fucking pizza as you can stuff your gob with. And in the back, there's like an arcade. So usually it's like a Chuck E. Cheese situation.
1: Oh it's, yes, okay. yes,
0: exactly. You know exactly what I mean. It's Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. but the pizza is more palatable. Maybe. It's also going out of business, but you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you do. Uh but that sort of vibe is fantastic. Like all the adults like are doing a thing and all the kids are doing a different thing, but under supervision. I yeah. as a little love the feeling of being a supervised passively where it's just like you know like uh we're like we're all doing a thing and it's just like jazzy and then i get like hauled over and like do a thing and then like all right get back in there kid and pat on the button and get sent back into the fray <laughs> that's some good vibes yeah. right there um yeah one thing that we also talked about on the show i'm not sure which episode uh but s- If anyone can find it, it's probably Robin, uh, where we talked about a speakeasy, uh, like, Mm, uh, like a speakeasy or like a bourbon bar for bigs, because that is a very, like with obviously appropriate non-alcoholic beverages available as well. Uh, but like some sort of like, that's a very refined and mature environment where it's like, you don't bring your children to a bar unless you're an alcoholic, Like, that sort of thing. Where it's just like, ah, yes, this is sequestered away unless you're in the deadbeat daddy dynamic (laughs) just like come on camera go to the sports bar go and get some shitty pizza shut the hell up here's some quarters go play that
2: game over there (laughs) (laughs) go play the broken pinball table (laughs) right or the fucking like golf game that a bunch of bars have (laughs) Uh...
0: in the midwest it's like the cabela's like hunting (laughs) you know exactly what
2: i need to (laughs) i know exactly what you mean because i've lived in the midwest my whole life <laughs> i
1: think oh. the midwest
2: is just alberta
1: extended
0: it literally <laughs> is From what oh, i've yeah. heard yeah
2: yeah literally
0: <laughs> yeah. literally the midwest region is diet canada that's literally what it is it,
2: yeah, yeah. To, to the point <laughs> that uh in when i lived in minnesota and also that's in basically Upper canada yeah, and it still yeah. slips through in how I talk sometimes because people get that accent. You know, you get that Minnesotan up, accent up in there and talk about them brewers, don't you know? Yeah, <laughs> you get the long O's. Yep. That's the thing. Oh, in, every time in my I go family. home.
1: Like, I, I was talking to my dad yesterday, and then the accent started to come out, and I was like, oh, no, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. Oh, I'm rural again. <laughs>
0: I definitely uh, say um, "Don't you know?" or "A," just like casually in conversation. It's rare, but it does sometimes happen, and I don't realize it. See,
2: the funny yeah. thing is, and I've lived in the i mid- have lived in the Midwest my whole life, but I say "y'all" a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I have never lived. I've never lived in the South, but I don't know. It's just more convenient.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've picked up "y'all" because it's one syllable and it's gender inclusive y'all yeah all 'all y'all exactly yeah it's great i love it yeah um but speaking specifically to things for bigs uh i think a lot of the things in this community that are started fall into a couple categories and that is events uh products and uh social groups and i feel like having I mean, the social group is easy. It's, you know, the bigs, but having like specific spaces online for that is like one part of it. And that's a matter of starting it. The second one is events. And that's more difficult, uh, specifically because like there are so fewer bigs, uh, in terms of like the ratio and everything that getting enough interest involved to create a local in-person event, it would be a little bit more difficult. Uh, and then the third one is like products because the ABGL scene is very heavily marketed in terms of like the stuff that we have available to us, especially in comparison to 10 years ago or even mm-hmm. 20 years ago, we have an incredible amount of like community creators who make stuff like what do you offer? What do you offer? Like the bigs, like special flasks or like, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's worth having. Oh, you know, I should really have daddy gray back on the show. That's what I should do. It's not like a married to him or something. Hmm. <laughs> I should maybe do that. But I think I, yep. you know, I I'm as someone who is not a big, I don't have the, the, I'll have that telemetry. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's time to bring in an interview, another big to see what they want.
2: Well, Well, and also mm. it kind of goes back to building that space, because like even as someone that is a big for people that, you know, I have a little and everything. I'm not even entirely sure what that space would look like, and I think it's worth building a group to talk about that because even people that are bigs might not necessarily have an idea of what that would look like. So it's good to have that brainstorming going.
0: I should really make a channel in this server that's specifically uh, like big talk. In fact, I'm going to like literally do that right now. Duplicate channel. Bigs and
1: board games. Bigs Bigs and board
0: games. Bigs and board games is good, but it might be conflated with like, the gaming channel but what should what should we call this i'm literally making this as we talk
1: oh i mean big chat sounds great i'm just thinking like for events in general bigs and board games would be a fantastic one to bring up to your big friends yeah
0: bigs and caregivers now exists as a channel on this server first ding there we go cool we did a thing already building more spaces for it already building spaces in real time that is how we are we are fostering and stoking the flames of the community yes self caregivers can count uh luna said a big crossover episode with miss lemon and daddy gray would be absolutely tits up an amazing episode those two are great (laughs) they've Um, also met in real life oh
1: Sorry, hand up. Yes, I, I do want also want to add that like conceptualizing products and, and things for bigs is kind of difficult because like they're adults in an adult world with products yeah. all around them made for other adults. Whereas like products made for littles, it is a specialty market. You're making things for adults who are role playing uh, like a, a younger age. So they need things in their size. They need things in their sort of realm of understanding. And, and um, uh, whenever you're like making stuff for them. It's a lot easier to be like, oh, there, there are shared interests here. Uh, we like the cutesy. We like the little phrases like, I'm baby and stuff like that. Whereas for bigs, it's just kind of like, you just go to Bed Bath & Beyond.
2: Everything <laughs> yeah. is already there for you. <laughs> right. And that's why I say like yeah. bringing it up and brainstorming is, a big, is probably going to be a big part of it. Because a lot of people might not have any idea, even if they are bigs.
1: Mm-hmm yeah that's true
0: exactly it's it's funny because it's like what do adults like and then the only thing like my last two brain cells knocked together and fired a neuron and the only thing that went through my brain was Let's go, Minnesota Brewers! (laughs) I don't know why that is the thing that my brain chose to, like, pass through my consciousness. like, sure, fuck it. (laughs) Go, Minnesota Brewers. I've never consciously, like, independently thought
2: about the Minnesota Brewers until this episode. You you didn't... You didn't come up with the thought. The thought was given to you. The spirit of the Minnesota Brewers. (laughs) It came from a higher power.
0: (laughs) And just whispered in my ear and just came up and went, Minnesota Brewers. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. We need to wrap this show up. We're starting to get silly. (laughs) All right, Socks. Where can people find you? How can they give you money?
2: (laughs) I mean, if you want to give me money, uh, DM me or something, because I don't know offhand. Uh, Actually, wait, I do know. If you want to send me money for whatever reason, I do have a PayPal.me thing, which is your friend Sam. Uh, (laughs) Aw. That's cute. But otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Rainbow Socks Cat. Uh, if you want to find me on Telegram, I don't mind chatting with new people. Polyglot Sammy on there. Uh, Rainbow Socks on co host once I can finally post there. Uh, whisper into the wind and my spirit will communicate with you directly. <laughs> Just like the Minnesota Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will communicate you with you with my uh, vague Jew magic or something. Love it. Some Kabbalic magic. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to uh, use the power of the sphero to communicate neshima to neshima. I know those words probably don't mean anything to a bunch of you. If you want me to make you feel little by saying a bunch of Yiddish and Hebrew words at you... Let me know. I love doing that. It's fun to watch people be confused as I'm throwing out, like, kepi and chutzpah. Oh, chutzpah's a good one. Uh, Tzedakah. Mm. You know what's
0: funny is uh, Cleveland actually has an incredibly large Jewish population, and there are a couple of delis where you can go there and order. Yeah, can I get just, you know, a zhuzh, you know, of... Uh, sorry a schmear of cream cheese and it's just like oh yeah. yes of course and then yeah. you know and then can i get some zhuzh on that it's just like oh yeah th- throw some extra seasoning on there and that those are like menu line items and it's great
2: yeah mm-hmm. like there's words for all kinds of things in yiddish and there's a bunch of words people don't realize are yiddish just off the top of my head uh klutz schmutz klutz uh chutzpah bupkis took mm-hmm. glitch is yiddish glitch absolutely um ah, what was the one i was just thinking of i had another one in mind point is you probably use a lot of yiddish without realizing it fun fact absolutely and funny
0: how can people find you and oh. give you money
1: uh, you can find me on, on Twitter for now. Uh, Twitter.com slash funny um, You can also find my links uh, on the wonderful web- website uh, at odds with God. Uh, yeah, it's just at odds with God dot com, right? Yep. Yeah. All my links are there. I've got a lovely link tree with um, I don't have a Patreon at the moment. I unpublished my Patreon because I wasn't contributing to it. So. Uh, You can give me your couch cushion money by buying my products also over at Etsy, etsycom slash assorted crinkles. I've got some things up there with juice box. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. I also have a couple pieces of merch in Jazzy's merch store. Which I did the great um, toe beans can design, and I think everyone should wear that because that's one that you can wear in public.
0: It is. It is. Yeah, There's a lot of very covert stuff that you can wear in public on the store. Mm-hmm. My mom's primary mug for her chai is the toe beans mug.
1: It's so good.
0: It's really, really good.
1: Do you um, like Bush's toe beans? Well, now you can have Jazzy's toe beans.
0: There you go. And I have... <clears throat> I have been a throat collapsing blue internet dog. Ouch. I have been <laughs> Jasmine Starshine. Uh all my links are on adultzwithca.com. Uh you can help out the show, especially now that I'm going back to college, on patreon.com slash jasmine starshine. That is the most direct way to help me out and keep the lights on here at the studio. Uh again, thank you to everyone for being so unbelievably generous. Uh I, I can't say it enough. I feel like I need to say it more, but there's also nothing more I can really say without reiterating, so thank you. Uh, like Fonny said, we have a merch store, woo, and everything. Uh, the holidays are coming up, wink, nudge. That's all I'm going to say on that, wink, nudge. Uh, wow, well, I <laughs> already feel just dirty fucking saying that. I feel awful. I'm sorry. I'm going to recant that. Anyways. also give us money. Uh, but also, please give us funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Dear Jesse is an at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at at oddswithgod.com, where you can visit my links, Fonny's links, and all the links related to this show and everything else we do professionally within this scene.
2: I have been Jasmine Starshine.
1: I've been Fonny ABDL.
2: And I've been that weird autistic cat you see sometimes. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Uh, bye.
1: Goodbye. Farewell. Watch your head on your way out. Auf Wiedersehen. And take your things with you. Au revoir. Bye, get off the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, recording uh, started now. So now we can actually start to like get ready and everything. Know that Jan does not count because we did not start the show yet uh socks for for reference uh we have one of the running gags on our show is we keep a tally of how many times that i yawn because i oh boy i have chronic fatigue and my meds only uh amplify that
1: <laughs> <laughs> dick, <Beyond. laughs>
0: yeah